Welcome back to Nocturnal Emotions, everybody. I am Sean Tillman, a.k.a. Harmar Superstar, taking you right into the night on a flight of fancy. It's the right time, everybody. Uh, I have long-form conversations with uh, friends, writers, comedians, what have you, people of interest that I love, and I hope that you will love, too. Uh, that's right. That's it. We just uh, we, we talk about embarrassing moments in people's lives and careers, and... Uh, and wherever it goes from there is where it goes. So here I am. This week, I'm in sunny Los Angeles. Not so sunny. Kind of rainy. Kind of drab. Kind of my favorite season. Kind of the good weather here. Um, you know, just getting ready to sell my car. Cut the final strings on, uh, on my, my L.A. tenure. And uh, become a full-on New Yorker. Totally legit. No car guy. Pretty psyched about it. Um, yeah, and I get to see... Uh, I get to see Shuggy Otis this week, so I, I just can't wait for that. He's my favorite soul legend, and that's pretty much all I'm thinking about. Besides the great work I'm doing on Watermelon Tears, I'm here playing the role of Gallagher in the short film. I am uh, recording the music for this musical short that we're filming. It's going to be fantastic, based on Xanadu. Purple Rain kind of vibes, the music's very ELO. Can't wait for you to hear, see the whole finished product, but uh, but you know, I'll just keep working on it till then. This week, my guest is Wyatt Sinak. You probably know him from The Daily Show. Uh, he's he's been a correspondent for years, um, and he uh, he does great stand up. Uh, I love the dude. Um, I got to catch up with him at his apartment in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn, and uh, you know, we really got down to it. So, without further ado, here is my conversation. With Wyatt Sinek. They do this song where it's like the chorus is like float on, but then in the like they have a breakdown where each guy introduces himself and he's like, My name's Marvin. And I'm <laughs> I a do Pisces. remember that. Sorry, I just started in the middle of that. That's the floaters we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about the floaters <laughs> and float on. It's a great song. You should uh it's it's there's something about it that's like wonderfully desperate. Yeah. Where these guys are just putting it out there like, hey. hey. If you feel like you might want to float. Yeah. Why don't you float on with us with the floaters? I'm Lenny. <laughs> and I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> like, it's just so sad. Like music, I thought the idea of like getting into music was that music automatically got you laid. And yeah. these guys seem to be unable to do it. No, they're just... Uh, they're literally just floating through. Yeah. Not, they're probably just not picking up on the signs that girls are giving them, maybe. No. and Because they're song, just hanging out with all these dudes all the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> these ladies just aren't into me. And now, you know what, guys? Let's do a song. I titled it Desperate Plea. <laughs> no. Harold, let's stop. Let's not call it Desperate Plea. Let's just call it Float On. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Because we're the floaters. That way they'll remember that we're the floaters. And... I uh, maybe want to hook up with us. Yeah. Did they have other songs or did they just float on that one time? They had other songs. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where in the sort of history of old, of uh, like old soul and R and B where they where they rank. Yeah. Uh, but I know they had other songs. But that is that is definitely the one that like on the quiet storm you would hear. <laughs> Like your local quiet storm, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear some floaters, and uh, that's fucking that's great with me. I mean, you you just uh, 
You just started it off. Some floaters talk. I like. Yeah. I like. We're in. Where we're we're in your pla- uh, your place in your your neighborhood here would be called what? What would you call this? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I don't know, but like it's like it's like uh, it's it changes here from like. Is it like Park Slope? Is it Prospect no, I'm Heights? In, I'm in Prospect Heights. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I mean, I lived near here before, but I, I I was kind of always unsure of where I lived. Like some people called. Crown Heights, people called Prospect Heights, people called it Fort Green. I don't know. It was just like I feel like it's. I feel like you'll find out when like you say, "Oh, I live in Fort Green," and then somebody's like, "Where?" and you're like, "Well, I live on like Classen," and they're like, "No, yeah, uh-uh. no, <laughs> no." It's really argu- you live in Clinton Hill. It's a big <laughs> argument over there, especially yeah. like there. It's like in, in like just this right spot to be it could be anything yeah and but it's, for real estate they call it prospect heights i think probably, well there's a probably. there's one uh, yeah real estate they'll call it they'll call it the boardwalk <laughs> yeah they, yeah like this is upper manhattan we i don't there's one that they they're trying to start a new one uh called bococa <laughs> which is is that the name of a restaurant over here or something I went to a sure, pizza place called like Bococa or something. Well, I was gonna say I'm sure there's like a Senegalese restaurant or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but Bococa is supposed to be like the area between like Borum Hill, Carroll Gardens, and Cobble Hill. Yeah, I mean there should be like Proho, <laughs> Prospect of Houston. I like that. I like Proho. <laughs> Proho could be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> or Pro Pro Fat. No, that wouldn't work for Flatbush. I'm trying to think. I don't know. My my geography is too skewed to even riff uh, uh, comedically on the existence over here. On the here. existence of <laughs> the boroughs within the borough. There's so many. Yeah. It's so. But do you uh, do you spend much time in Prospect Park? Uh, I will go over to the park uh, when the weather's nice. Yeah. I'll, I'll go like I'll ride my bike in the park and. Um, I'll go. I'll, I'll go for a wander. I've read a book in the park. Yeah, I did. I read yeah. a book. I, I went into a weird hut and worked on a screenplay in there once, and it really? felt very urban. Was it? <laughs> it was like uh, it was like one of those like it was somewhere near like before you get too deep in like when you walk up here. I think it was just like kind of like off Eastern Parkway. Yeah, I know that hut. That hut. Yeah, I know that hut. I was, and I started to feel like a creep when like kids <laughs> would come to play in the hut, and I'd be like, I'm working in here. Yeah. <laughs> But we just want to get high, mister. <laughs> and they're like eight. Yeah. Yeah. And their mom comes in. They're like, she's, they want to get high. In yeah. Here. Can you let them? <laughs> come on. I'm trying to teach them. This is sort of a Montessori. I'm a Montessori parent. <laughs> and my children want to explore. They want to explore getting high. They're eight years old. Would you get out of here? Give them their freedom. Stop stifling their, uh, their learning process. Yeah. Stop. Don't stifle their creativity. You know what? Stifle your own creativity <laughs> with your screenplay and go to a coffee shop like everybody else. Also, uh, what's it about? Yeah. And is it? Yeah. No, that's passe. Is there a part for an eight-year-old? <laughs> is there a, a two, eight, two high eight-year-olds? Yeah. Is there a part for two stoner eight-year-olds? <laughs> Have you thought about maybe redoing this as a movie about two stoner eight-year-olds? What? It's a vampire story. Oh, you know who makes great vampires? These two, yeah, right here. You Kennedy, show them your vampire, Kennedy, show Shelton. <laughs> show them your vampire, <laughs> Kennedy and Shelton. Yeah, that is perfect. Not Sheldon. No, Shelton. Shelton. Yeah, Shelton. he's more poetic that way. Yeah, Sheldon's yeah. more of a turtle name. Yeah, no, you. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Shelton. <laughs> and make sure that every school Shelton goes to 
they have to pronounce it Shelton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, you hit the T. <laughs> it's Shelton. Don't get him lazy on his name. Not yeah. this early. No, and don't call him Shelty. So, <laughs> were there any Sheltons in Dallas growing uh, up? Not to my knowledge. I mean, I'm sure there was one. I'm sure there was one, but I, I didn't know. I didn't know any Sheltons. There was. A, I'm so. Did you ever go through like a rockabilly phase in Dallas? Because I feel like Dallas. I don't know why, but forever since I started going there, like just to play shows. Uh, maybe it's just like a deep Elm thing or something, but like there's like so many flame tattoos and creepers and like <laughs> rockabilly guys and like you know fire shirts with dice on them and stuff like that. I uh, never went through a rockabilly phase. <laughs> well, um, I'm yeah. glad, yeah, but no. I would like to see a photo if you did. No, I. <laughs> No, rockabilly didn't really didn't really hit brown kids in Texas. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, uh, it's because uh, yeah, not even uh, like I feel like California. There's like a big like there's a big like is it uh, is it Morrissey or whatever? Oh yeah, that's like that's like um, that's like Mexico and like Southern California. Yeah, there's like, like a big like West Coast brown kids. Yeah, Morrissey. Yeah, totally. Morrissey slash rockabilly like. Dressing yeah. in like leather motorcycle jackets with the greaser yeah, he's hair. like Elvis. He's like Elvis. Like it's it's unexplainable, but amazing and awesome. Yeah. I love it. Like kids will make their own like studded Morrissey jackets, and they'll be in like gangs. Yeah, and then we'll go home and listen to like this like yeah. castrated, yeah. Uh, like you know, just like sad oh, ga- little British guy. <laughs> yeah, little clown's gonna go listen to some sad music. <laughs> yeah, some sad. Angst and then he's music. gonna cut you. He's gonna come back and he's gonna cut you. But first, um, he's gotta cry with some Morrissey first. <laughs> there but was. Then, I was aware that like, I, I I do remember kids in my school, not a ton, but a few getting into rockabilly. Uh, and I do remember seeing like there was like a kid in my in my class that w- would talk about the stray cats and yeah. I think either showed me their logo or so like <laughs> I liked to draw, so I remember seeing like I think even him drawing the logo and I was like, That cat looks cool. Yeah. I don't know what cartoon that That's is. That's not MC Scat Cat. Yes. <laughs> Who's he? <laughs> yeah, what would happen if the Stray Cat Cat and MC Scat Cat, I feel like they're probably hanging out somewhere. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, but the guy, I met a guy who was one third of MC Scat Cat in Minneapolis. He produces a show on, on The Current. Um, uh, and he is, I guess, MC Scat Cat was comprised of three dudes. Like, there was one who sang and, like, two who rapped, or two who sang and one who rapped. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. It took three men to wow. become MC Scat Cat. And... I mean, maybe for the full album. I don't know about the Paul Abdul song. Opposites attract. Who knows? Well, I mean, I was going to say, I think it, there's probably a parallel there, because I believe it takes three men to be able to be man enough for Paula. Yeah. She's small, but she takes a lot of energy. She's Yeah. She is... <laughs> She she requires a lot from a from a man, <laughs> and so you have to get three. You have to it's three men. One one brings the charisma and animal magnetism. One brings sort of the intelligence and like he talks politics with Paula. He talks you know the economy. They talk about 
art house movies, all that stuff. And one is strictly for her to slap box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one is just he is just a punching bag. Yeah, he doesn't like, fight back. But. Yeah. When she has a bad day, she just beats the just beats the crap out of this marshmallow man. He's just he's just a human marshmallow, just there to take your punishment. Sorry, I'm just making sure we get just give me a scream. Scream for me. Go, ah! Ah! Yeah, what is happening? I'm just making sure. Sorry, man. Oh, I just okay, want to make yeah. sure my my technical ability was not undercut by my I'll tell you know, you, soci- sociable Two things talking, about me. Talking stuff. When talking on a microphone, I don't appear on the... Yeah, uh, that's weird. I don't appear on the display there. Yeah. I don't get picked up on that. You're waveless. And uh, I also don't have a pulse. Whoa! So, yeah, you can. And a reflection? How, how about do you, in a mirror, can you see yourself, or is that... What's a mirror? <laughs> What's these... Uh, they, they press the sand together, I think, is it... I don't know how it works. Maybe you need to explain to me a mirror. It's, it's a thing you look at yourself in. It's a reflector. You don't know what a reflection is, probably, because you don't have no, one. No, I mean, I've definitely seen those weird magic windows. <laughs> oh, yeah, the ones that you can just see through? Yeah, but you're kind of seeing into the past, I think. Oh, yeah. Wait, what is that called? Uh, is that called a... Uh, like, they have them a lot in bathrooms, and it's like you can see... Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You see into the past, I think. Oh, the, yeah, those, yeah, that's, that's actually there, a mirror. That's like, you go in, and it's like, oh, right, this bathroom was empty as the time window is showing me. Yeah, or like, you're like, this guy looks much older than I do, and uh, now I'm looking into the future, because I'm obviously at least 10 years younger than this. Well, no, I've never, I, I, I never see anybody but the... But the past? Well, just but the toilet that's behind me. Wow. Or the, yeah. So the, nobody reflects in it. Bathroom time windows. <laughs> I usually go, I mean, I don't go into bathrooms with other people. Oh, so. I thought you were talking about a public bathroom, but okay, cool. I mean, public bathroom. Sometimes you'll see another person, like, you'll see there's, like, a guy who's washing his hands, and then you see him in the time window washing his hands, and you realize, like, oh, this guy's a pervert, because he was just in here washing his hands. (laughs) And And this is my house. Before I got here. (laughs) So, yeah. This is a very meta way of saying I'm a vampire. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm a vampire, and I don't understand what mirrors are. (laughs) I just pen and tellered my own bit. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> so now let me show you how it's done. <laughs> Here's what I was going for. Bite. <laughs> no, yeah. Stay away from my fucking neck, dude. No, that's what I do. No, that's... I mean, come on, man. Just Vampire podcast. <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. wants to hear this. Yeah, come to my vampire podcast. <laughs> I don't understand what a vampire... Uh, I, we talk for a while. I drain we... you of all your blood. <laughs> I go to sleep. <laughs> I wake up at night and I go stalk the name. alleys for rats and hookers. <laughs> that then you can people turn. think have anemia. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of pimps around that think they have anemic hookers. Uh, and the truth is, I'm a vampire. That I, hookers have some of the best blood. They do. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, deliciously unpure. Yeah. Oh, it's salty. It's <laughs> like it's like peanut brittle. Dude. So uh, we we uh, on the show we I uh, I like to go into embarrassing moments from people's past. You know, I want I want to like uh, I want to 
want to want to see if you have anything prepared. If you if you were thinking of anything that would be a, a good example of, your of an embarrassing an embarrassing thing. Yeah. Well, because you had said, could I think of anything work related? Or yeah, in life or anything. Yeah, whatever oh, okay. whatever life you'd like. Okay. Um, it's it's cool with me. It's just a place to jump off from, really. Um, um, okay. Well, let's jump. Yeah, let's jump in. Uh, yeah, I had I had something work related that I've now I've now forgotten. Well, that's it's unfortunate. Not, well, that's cool. That's perfect. The showbiz, baby. Yeah. Maybe this, this is, is the awesome. embarrassing thing. Is this- that I have memory problems. <laughs> um, well, I mean, until you remember. So you're leaving the Daily Show, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if you well, want to talk know. about that much. It depends on when this is airing. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it like, could, this is going to be on. Because like, it could be. I've already. I've no, already it's, it's, this is happening. This will come out on Wednesday. So I mean, that know. could be the embarrassing thing. If all of this goes. If my career after after i leave goes to pot then i think i think we're listening to the embarrassing moment right now <laughs> that if it's like well that was like if if six months from now you find me in the Talking subway about how you're gonna be leaving yeah, or the just, show that you already left yeah or just in the subway like hugging my hugging my knees like <laughs> and you get me on your podcast and it's like so do you have any embarrassing work stories i left before i should Oh no, man! It's gonna be it's gonna be fine. You're 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 gonna make some working happen. You're gonna create a show. I'm sure you're gonna have multiple opportunities to do whatever you like. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I hope so. That's the that is the hope. That is the hope when you leave anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, no, it's a big jump though. That's crazy. It's like you know, but it's cool. It's like you know, you, there's a point where you have to do it at some yeah. time. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I think that's you know, you kind of. You get a sense where it's like, okay, I want to try something new, and I want to, yeah. I want to venture out, and uh, so yeah, and I, you know, I've been there for a good, a good long time, and it's a place that I have a lot of love for, and I have a lot of love for the people there, and yeah, it is definitely a difficult thing to walk away from uh, people that I consider family, yeah, um, but it's, I, I think at some point everybody has to do it, and. Uh, I uh, I felt like oh this might be my time to to do it to yeah take a leap and get into the world of being guests on podcasts <laughs> this pays yeah. right this, this pays a, pay, a lot this is a paid this gig is high right? paying yeah more way more than TV I mean okay because I am up to my eyeballs in gambling debts <laughs> well, here's a question when you leave a job as you prepare to do it. Is it a good thing or a bad thing to start really intense gambling, like high-stakes gambling? I think if you're winning, it's great. Uh, or also, you know, it's also good to just follow your heart, you know? I mean, the folks that I'm gambling with have told me, you got to lose big before you win big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they're teaching. I don't know much they about it. They're really teaching, good teachers. They're yeah. teaching me a lot of just like, they're like, no, no, you got to lose more. You got to lose yeah. more. and. Like, well, yeah, like you, how much, how much money do you have in your, in your, uh, in your wallet? Uh, take yeah, it all out. Yeah, you gotta, lose all that. You gotta lose, lose all that. that. Just you lose, lose that. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta lose, you gotta get yourself to like zero, near zero, and like rack up some debt. And then you, then you th- jump in hard. That's when it starts to come back. So that's, I'm learning so much. Um, <laughs> um I, uh, I still don't, I don't, I can't remember my embarrassing, here's a, it's not really embarrassing, it's kind of embarrassing, um, it was more sort of stupid, uh, (laughs) 
I remember one of like my first like my first week or so at the show uh, that I work at. And for those of you who don't know, uh, my name is Wyatt Snack, and I play the son on Two and a Half Men. Um, <laughs> and I'm leaving this show. Yeah, I heard to- that you love black people. Uh, well, Did you see that clip with him and the the the, the uh, Christian the guy, pastor. But he was like definitely like talking about how he loves black people. Angus T. Jones. He just kept saying it. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, miss yeah. That there's part. there's oh. parts if you listen deeper. It's like he was looking for a black congregation. Anyway, it's like oh, really? Oh, that's wow. embarrassing. Oh, that, wow. Um, that's so counter to like the Charlie Sheen part of it that like of Two and a Half Men, where it's like he called like Charlie Sheen called Denise Richards a nigger. Like, what? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's That's like... That's insane. Like, uh, she had, like, all these, like, recorded angry rants that oh. he had, like, like said, like, left on her voicemail or something like that. And oh, my God. one of them is like, fuck you, you fucking nigger. And it's like... Oh, my God. Wow. Like, what? that's... I, like, that's literally insane. It's very insane. And it's like... It's one of those where it's like, <laughs> I don't know if, like... <laughs> That in all of the things that you were like thinking, like oh, of all the horrible things that I'm really, oh, my wife is gonna hate this. Like, my, like I'm gonna call. Like you would think, like oh, you might call her a bitch or you call her a cunt, and it's like that. Like in your mind, nigger has somehow trumped all of that. <laughs> yeah, and it's I like, mean, oh my god, getting racist against your white wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, like the final frontier. Yeah. Which That's I don't you're just know. Th- flying through space, like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very strange. But now she's done a Tyler Perry movie, and I don't know if maybe as a result of that, like if him doing that, then like gave her an acceptance. Yeah, she in, get like in the black got, community. She where got it's a like, pass. Yeah, where it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Our, Look, if you don't if you don't want her anymore, we'll take her. Like, <laughs> we don't see anything wrong with her. Seems nice, pleasant enough. She's attractive. Yeah, sure, bring her over. You also, stop screaming that word. No. Yeah, please. I mean, <laughs> don't call everybody. At least, but just if you want to keep calling attractive attractive ladies nigger, we'll take them. Fine, that's fine. Send us. <laughs> <laughs> I think I totally cut off your story going off on the old uh, that Angus I'm, T. Jones. That I'm, yeah, that I'm on two and a half men. Yeah. <laughs> um, I cut off your fake story. My, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm really upset. I'm really you sorry. Ruined my, you ruined my make em up. <laughs> um, I, uh, when I first started on the show... You you get in you get a job and you feel like oh I I have to prove myself yeah and I, I feel like I have to I, I have to w- warrant being here uh, in their eyes and so I remember I had like a writing assignment and it was one that wasn't due that day it was due the following day and normally you write these you write jokes or you write a segment for the show and it's like three to four pages and i really wanted to impress everybody it must have been like my first week and i wrote 25 to 30 pages worth of jokes oh man just on like one headline like yeah yeah like 
you know, it was like the president farted and I tried to mine every joke I could <laughs> I was out like, of it. Slow down, buddy. <laughs> well, and it was like I turned in my packet and it was th- it was a novel. It was like a little novella that I turned in and they kind of had to pull me aside and say, like, just so you know, nobody read that. Like, yeah, <laughs> you dropped off. This huge, like, phone book. <laughs> uh, we have to turn this show around pretty quickly. Yeah, we don't... just write, write, write the bare minimum. Write, write the good stuff. Edit it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was like this, like, it, it was this thing of, like, I thought, no, oh, they're going to appreciate this. Like, oh, the mind on this one that he came up with 30 pages of comedy on this some, you know, mundane thing the president did. And it was like, yeah. Uh, just give us the best stuff like you don't have to give us everything we don't uh we're not trying to we're not trying to corner the market on this joke yeah <laughs> this, this joke area we're not trying to monopolize it oh, like, there's a bunch of stuff we got to make jokes about yeah there's there's more this you do realize that this much like we would then spend a month doing these jokes like <laughs> All right, welcome back to the show. And <laughs> same joke, same joke. So same remember joke. that joke we started three weeks ago. We have more. Jo- we got a new writer. Uh, kids got kids got Moxie. A lot of gumption in this one, and we're just doing all of his jokes on this well, one. Maybe topic. that's how. They, maybe that's how they do it on Leno. Maybe like uh, <laughs> they hire like like one person for each topic to just write every joke possible about that topic and then like throughout the year they just sort of roll out the jokes right because i feel like it's the same kind of and there's a lot of just leno making his like his <laughs> <laughs> it's always kind of the same topic matter though if you watch for like a week in a row you're like he you just monologues just sort of Shifted around. He's <laughs> <laughs> just well. It is like it's like a little Pavlovian. It's just <laughs> yeah. You don't need words, I guess. Yeah. That's just filler. No, it's yeah. There is a part of me that wonders sometimes if uh, if the day like Lance Ito does something. Because he got so much joy out of, like, the Judge Ito. Yeah, yeah, the little judge. That, like, <laughs> I, like, I wonder if there's still, like, a sense of, like, come on, Judge Ito, do on, something. Ito. Fuck I, up once, baby. I got the Dancing Itos on. <laughs> I got them on standby. They're ready to get back together, man. They're, They're ready to reunite. <laughs> I got, I got, do you realize how hard it was to find eight Asian jazz dancers in, in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> and you know what? I don't... Let me take race out of it. Uh, just to find eight jazz dancers <laughs> in Los Angeles, California, uh, to have them ready at a moment's notice to put on a fake beard and a robe <laughs> and dance for my pleasure. Dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Judge Ito. He's just like hoping that he gets like a DUI or something. Yeah. Maybe just like I don't know, yeah. a fight. Maybe he'll send some like a secret agent to like start a fight in front of a camera or something like that. Or if you know the day he dies, then I wonder if like then if it turns into a thing of like he dies and the joke dies with him. Oh my god! So they that's there's your movie. Him. So then no. <laughs> so then like Judge Ito's are just mysteriously 
dying and nobody <laughs> all of the nobody dancing knows, he does nobody knows why the dancing he was like at first it's just like oh that's weird this dancer died like just eating breakfast died in his oatmeal looks like and we're down to seven dancing Edos, you know well then like the second one dies oh, oh and second like the second one the does pattern. and like it's like it's a story about like it's a story about like a cop like uh <laughs> joe like a uh, jody foster uh uh you know a cop that like nobody like people kind of like all these dancing Edos are yeah and it's like <laughs> and, disappearing yeah but at first it's like uh, a couple dancers die by sort of mysterious circumstances and then she's the one that puts it together that it's like wait a minute the one thing they all had in common was that they were dancing edos and the uh, the main cops are just like they've just written it off as like you know you know what it is it's the ghost of judge edo next and she's like no no ghosts, we need the, we need another hour of this movie and they're like just just shut up <laughs> shut up Danella because like detective Danella shut the fuck up and she's like no there's 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 something else going on here no it was a ghost it was a ghost that killed these dancers we need to prosecute this ghost and then she goes and she finds out that it's like no no it was Leno was doing it the whole time because he oh yeah because it was like the joke like Ito dies and the joke dies with him the joke dies the Ito's die yeah and then it's like some standoff where it's like (laughs) I know you did it can you prove it and like I like the idea of Lance Ito having a bunch of like dancing linos at his disposal too. I mean, oh, maybe like was... secretly in like like his weird like gambling dungeon, which you've probably been to. Yeah. Um, oh, with your I... newfound addiction. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not an addiction until you start winning. That's what I've been told. <laughs> until you start winning, it's not an addiction. It's just a problem. Yeah. It's just it's. You're still in training. <laughs> You're in training for an addiction. Yeah. Addiction train. Yeah. Oh, that's well. Oh, that's. Uh, I feel like there. There's a Dr. Drew show, where it's a celebrity <laughs> celebrity a rehab, but it's just on a train. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just. And then like, where's who, the train going? Nowhere. Yeah. Just like you. Just like if you, you keep doing heroin. But we need you to do something fucked up. Yeah. The producers are saying you guys are pretty boring this yeah. season on the train. Come on, guys. Really get it together. Hey, somebody call Jeff Conaway. <laughs> if you can't find drugs on a train, where can you find drugs, basically? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle of the season, they find a hobo who's yeah. been like, feeding people heroin. <laughs> like, like, how did you get all this heroin? It's like, ah. I'm a hobo with days. The know. magic. <laughs> That's what hobos have in their little, their their little satchels. Their bindles. Their bindles are just oh, yeah. full of heroin. Yeah. Nobody even mentions that. They are drunk, and they do look pretty sleepy most of the time. Yeah, and they're normally in like good heroin fighting shape. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that was a good spiral. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> Let me think Who else of, can we offend? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let me see if I can think of any other uh, embarrassing. I'm trying to think. Stories. Maybe it's like in like school or like I, I'm just trying to think of like. Here's uh, the thing. I'm I you know I rarely I rarely get embarrassed. I because you never do anything embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You can't say yourself that you're cool. <laughs> yeah. But enough people have told me. <laughs> I am that I think I can take it on faith. 
<laughs> um, I mean, like that is the douchiest yeah. thing. I mean, I don't say it, but literally everyone else does. So, I mean, if you want to, if you want to fuck around, yeah. If you want to call me, cool. <laughs> I'm not not gonna answer to it, <laughs> but I'm not gonna say it myself. Uh, no, I mean, I've it's. I have, I guess I have a lot of, I have a lot of embarrassing things. I guess it's, yeah, it's where to localize it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool, man. If something pops in your head, bring it no, up. No, cause I, I tried to think of, I tried to think of a few. I had an, uh, here's a, here's a school. This, this one was a, a school embarrassing one. This was high school where I got invited to like a, a dance. It was this, I guess I must have been must have been fourteen or fifteen, and I got invited to this girl's birthday party slash dance where you had to wear like a suit or a dress. Oh, and it was like a fancy. It was it's like high pressure. Yeah, and it was kind of the first like fancy thing, and it was at the like a ballroom at the Anatole Hotel or something yeah. like that. Like oh. it was. Uh, I think that's a hotel. I think um, I don't. Know. I was really impressed um, the way you said it. No matter what, I said it with I said it with confidence. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't think I have confidence, but enough people have told me. <laughs> um, no, but I get invited to this girls' party, and first big party, get uh, get my nice clothes on, uh, which I think my nice clothes were just uh, it was just a suit that my stepfather stopped wearing. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Which that became a problem at some point because I'm about five nine, five ten, and my stepfather is like five four, five five. <laughs> so at some point, I started to, to outgrow the suits. Yeah, um, but I still had to wear them. Oh, um, man, but I went. I went to this party. I think the suit fit for this party, um, and although my stepfather was a wider man than me so that should work out theoretically relatively it fit um but i i went to this party and so my mother was driving me to the party and she had been like lecturing me about something the whole way yeah and i just wanted out of the car so badly and i wanted out and she was kind of lecturing me, and I, even though it was just maybe like her and me in the car, I was still embarrassed by it. Yeah, uh, like yeah. that. That really says something about the power of a parent when they can make you feel embarrassed when no one else is when around. No one else is around. Yeah, like, yeah I feel like, like mom. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> you're making me look bad in front of this car. <laughs> but. I get to, my mother pulls into the hotel, uh, and I just want out of the car so badly. And so she stops the car. I jump out, and I'm just like, and I start walking (laughs) to the entrance to the hotel and just go smack and walk right into glass. Glass Glass door. Oh, man. Not even a door. I think I missed the door. (laughs) Oh. And like I assumed it was just an open space. Yeah, it was just yeah. a really clean piece of glass. And I smashed right into it. And 
as I'm kind of opening my eyes, I can see the party was on the second floor, and I can see <laughs> like girls that I thought were cute, yeah, looking and seeing me sort of face mashed in the window. <laughs> and then when it couldn't get any worse, my I feel like a hand grab my shoulder oh, no. and sort of turn me around now to give more people this peep show, and it's my mother being like. That's what you get for <laughs> trying to think for yourself. Oh, my God. Serves you right. This is what you get for not listening to your mother. Oh, my God. This is your own fault. Like, oh, my <laughs> and that now, is, That's the power. Because your mom had to know, like, this is the worst. Now it, I can, like, drive my point right the fuck home. Yeah, it was just, like, this very petty, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, mm. <laughs> You you did this to yourself. You're like uh-huh. I get it, unnecessary, mom. Just go yeah. back to the car. No, you see, you see all that pussy walking away. <laughs> that is not yours because you made yourself look stupid, and I just put an exclamation point on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to highlight that oh, yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> hope hope you didn't think you were gonna make out with a girl tonight, because. I just nailed that coffin shut. <laughs> oh, here comes your, here comes your drunk uncle to add his two cents yeah. and pee on the window in front of everybody <laughs> and say, "I'm Wyatt's uncle." Oh, yeah. <laughs> now let's show photos of you yeah, at your as worst. As a baby, you as a naked baby. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that starts to work later on, though. Yeah, I guess the girl's charged up. <laughs> Pictures of me as a, as a, baby. a naked baby. Uh, I try to use that at the bar. Ever seen this guy? That's me. <laughs> hey, you want to help me change my diaper? <laughs> I think that's a perfect time to take a break. <laughs> Earwolf has some new shows I want you to check out. Listen to Nerd Poker, a podcast featuring Brian Posehn and his friends. Every Wednesday, they gather to play Dungeons and & Dragons, and you can be in on the action. You'll also want to check out Funnier Dies, Owen and TJ Read the News. From the minds of Owen Burke and Adam McKay, Owen stays up on current events, and TJ, a cell phone case salesman and aspiring hip-hop artist, is more interested in what's going on at the Hooters down at the Jacksonville, Florida City Walk. On Owen and TJ Read the News, they discuss the top stories of the month together. Check it out. These new shows and more are all available at Earwolf.com. Now back to Nocturnal Emotions. And we're back in we the room. We are back. After a long jog together. Yeah, I am <sighs> winded. I, very much so. Uh, Need uh, a pop a Gatorade. Me <laughs> old juice box. Yeah. Stop it in. Um, uh, let's, uh, let's play a game. I think we should, uh, we should let me ruin your favorite song. All right. Um, what song would you like me to ruin if I'd take the chance? Um, uh, let's see. What's a good song for you to ruin? Something, something juicy. All right. Um, Baby Elephant Walk? <laughs> Dude, do you know that I have a song called Elephant Walk? But is it Baby it's Elephant Walk? It's not Baby Elephant Walk. Is that somebody else's? Who does Baby, baby Elephant Walk? Is that song? <laughs> Mine's about that uh, college tradition uh, of hazing where, like, in fraternities, they make people put one thumb. They make guys walk in a circle on their knees 
uh, with one thumb in their in their mouth and another thumb in the person in front of them's butthole. What? And then uh, they'd go around in a circle for a while, and then they'd make them switch, so that what? they'd have to like put yeah, but butthole thumb in their mouth. Yeah, uh, I'd I'd you know I'd, I've I never never done it, but uh, <laughs> I, it's it's a myth. It's a it's definitely a myth I've heard about. Um, and I want it to be true so bad, and I'm sure it is at some place, because if it's gotten to my ears at some point, somebody's had to have tried it, right? Hmm, I don't know. You don't think so? I don't know, fraternities. I think all the hazing they do is pretty much right up that alley. Yeah, that's... That's pretty much the vibe of the hazing. Yeah, ruin this song. <laughs> There's no way. Well, that's definitely what this song is about, too. (laughs) (laughs) Dance break. Dance break. We were both just dancing really hard to that. Well, let's ruin one with lyrics. Oh, you wanted lyrics. Yeah, yeah. I don't know thing. any music with lyrics. <laughs> I only know instrumentals. I, I, don't, I don't actually... Yeah, I don't know why people are talking while... Over the music. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, that really bothers me. So if I were to sing over Baby Elephant Walk, that would totally ruin your favorite song. Yes. Baby, baby, elephant, walk, baby. <laughs> I'm a little elephant, baby, walking in a... <laughs> uh, You know what? Actually, that made it better. You made it, you made it better. Henry Mancini, wake up. <laughs> Missed opportunity, brother. Um, <laughs> okay, a song with words. Uh, I, uh, why don't I go... I'll go with... Prince. Yes. Uh, Which song? I do like the song Darling Nikki. Yes. I'm a big fan of that from right. Purple Rain, watching him kind of do that and like Dude. the and uh, Apollonia like freaking out. Yeah, when he stares at her while he's dry humping like a monitor on stage. Yeah, like he's <laughs> musically having sex with her and she's like, I don't understand these strange feelings. I've already showed you my boobs. Yeah. <laughs> when you made me jump in that lake. That was definitely my first boner, I think, for sure, that scene. But let's go back to the game. To Darling Nikki. Okay, so Ruin let's it. play a clip of Darling Nikki right now just to remind the listeners of this amazing jam. You could say she was a sex fiend I met her in a hotel lobby Masturbating with a magazine She said, how'd you like to waste some time And I could not resist When I saw little Nikki grind
And we're back. So, uh, so okay. I knew a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex fiend. I met her in a hotel lobby masturbating with a magazine. What hotel is going to allow this sort of behavior? The Listen, St. Regis. The St. Regis. If you pay enough, if you pay enough, they'll let chicks like Nikki just masturbate in yeah. the lobby. Yeah. And uh, the Chateau Marmont will also... <laughs> place. They, well, that yeah. whole place is... The whole lobby... The whole place is a lobby, I feel like. I don't yeah. think there are even doors. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, though, there is the, like, masturbating with a magazine. Uh, I'm not clear Oh, yeah, she's... was she sticking the magazine in? Yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it. Cause... She's rubbing the magazine on? Yeah, or is she just flipping through it? And what magazine? Yeah. And maybe that's her companion. Her Better date's ho- a magazine. Better Homes and Garden? <laughs> Highlights magazine, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, well, then call the cops because she, she she's a problem. She has a problem. Yeah. Uh, here's the News thing week. too: when you get into like the they get further into the verse, she takes him to her castle, and he couldn't believe his eyes. Like she either is like a medieval heiress, or she has a sex dungeon. But I like to imagine it being more of just like a straight up cold dank castle <laughs> <laughs> and the devices that she has so many of them aren't even sex toys they're just literally uh she's into trinkets and uh <laughs> men's magazines and, and just, gadgets yeah. iron maiden <laughs> just old like those old like catapults and like <laughs> just devices that the devices that the wizard uh, and check out the single cup coffee maker yeah <laughs> It's just she, yeah, she spent a day at a, at a sharper image and was like, look at this, this chair massages you. Yes. And, and then this, this device massages just this part of your leg. Yeah. I, have, I get all of them. I look, have so many devices. Here's a, here's a <laughs> thermometer that also is a barometer. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. And also, you- wait, though, I, if I can go back something. <laughs> So she was in a hotel lobby, but she lives in a castle. Yeah. So what the hell was she doing? She's not a tourist. I think she's just a prostitute, maybe. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 This song's about a prostitute. Oh, this changes everything. But then she has him sign her name on the dotted line, and I like to imagine she's more of like a sports agent or something, <laughs> or like she just gets like uh Weird proclamations from men like... Um, well, when you put it like that, it could be a whole song about a sports agent. That, like, <laughs> or just an agent in general. That like I've had enough agent meetings where it's like, oh yeah, let's meet at the hotel lobby bar of <laughs> the, you know, whatever. Yeah, the, I'll be the one masturbating. With yeah, the <laughs> yeah. But it's like, but they're like, when you show up, it's like, oh yeah, meet me at the, meet me at the hotel of the stand, meet me at the bar of the standard in the lobby. And then you show up and they're like flipping through a magazine or something that mentions you. And they're like, oh my God. Oh, Oh, look at (laughs) at this. You are the king of Hollywood right now, baby. I am feeling it. I'm jerking off literally, but not literally. Yeah. So they're figuratively (laughs) masturbating. And then they take you. Literally, but not literally. Yeah. And then they take you to their (laughs) castle. And their castle is like their agency headquarters. So when Nikki starts to grind, she's just doing fucking great work. She's, she's just grinding through tons of like just 
straight up setting up meetings. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, it's a, this song is just about an agent. Yeah. It's about an agent. Yeah, Lacasso started spinning, and he's just like his brain spinning because there's so much. Yeah. he's gonna get so much press. Oh. You're gonna be so huge. This is um, Entourage. She'll show you no mercy, but that's just like if you cross her in the business, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. No, that's you want an agent that's not going to lay down when, you know, a casting director or a producer says no. And you know what? I'd hire any agent that thanked me for a funky time. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Wyatt, I just uh, wanted to uh, leave a note for you with my number, and uh, I wanted to really thank you for a funky time. <laughs> <laughs> Call me up whenever you want me to grind. I actually had, uh, <laughs> I had, I had like an agent or a manager once that uh, used to used to say the word banging all the time. Oh man! And would just bring like just be like, oh, I saw this script that is banging. It's like overuse, just trying to use it too much. It was he used it a lot, and it was just like, oh yeah, no, that's like I, I'd be like, hey, yeah, so I'm gonna go to the meeting or whatever that you want me to go to banging that's a banging that's banging how'd the meeting go uh you know i talked to i talked to them after the meeting they they really enjoyed it it was banging and like <laughs> just he was banging a lot where i got very nervous on the just because it was like it's weird that you're using it this much around me <laughs> yeah. I don't know if when you're dealing with people, are they are they weirded out by it or are they kind of like, oh man, that's great, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like because it, it is like unless everyone says banging, it does seem like it's a bit jarring. Yeah, and it's like and it's desensitized. Nothing's not everything can be that banging all the time. Yeah. If you really know what banging means, yeah. Not everything's banging all the time. Well, that's, I always feel like, uh, <laughs> it's, I always love when people are like, uh, when people give you the, the compliment of like, you killed it, bro. <laughs> yeah. Because it's kind of the perfect thing to say to somebody <laughs> only because you don't know if it's good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, and, what do you mean? The vibe? Did I kill the vibe? Yeah. It's like, you do something that's like, you killed it, bro. And it's like the best way to protect yourself as far as like, wait, I don't know if you liked this or you hated it yeah. because you could mean that I killed it. Like I destroyed it in a way that like no one's ever going to want to be a part of anything yeah. I ever do again. I killed it. I ruined it. Or you killed this show, man. Yeah. Like you, oh, you killed it. Ugh, ugh, you killed it. <laughs> Or it's like you killed it, you destroyed it was so awesome. But it's like you like if you say great job, like you could kinda say great job yeah. facetiously, but it's not like like you killed it is like the perfect yeah. sort of if you need if you need to say something to somebody like if you went to go see your like your significant other's play <laughs> And it's the thing they were proud about, and they were like, "No, I'm quitting my job as a, you know, I'm quitting my job as a periodontist because I really want to get in the theater." And you're killing us. And it's just like, I mean, you killed it. Yeah. And then they do their performance of Oklahoma, and afterwards, you're like, you know, they're like, "What did you think?" And you're like, "You killed it." 
<laughs> no other words. Can yeah. describe it. You killed it. You seriously, you killed it. You alone, by yourself, killed it. Yeah. Let me let me just reiterate. You killed it, and then <laughs> you you are confident in the knowledge that you hated it. <laughs> but all, but that they will never know because hey, you, don't you killed it. it has this sort of dual connotation. But you can't be you can't be honest with your loved one. That's the moral of the story. Oh God, no, you can't. No, <laughs> oh, jeez, no. Who told you to do that? I, I, I'm sorry. I just thought that's what people did. I don't. No, no, oh, no. That's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> you lie to the ones that you love. If they saw the true you, they wouldn't stick around. That's true. That's yeah. It's a lot to think about. I think we've uh, we we really made Darlin Nikki out to be an agent, which I think is great. Yeah, I think we killed it. Yeah. Right? Oh, we definitely killed it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think uh, I think that's a good place to stop. So thanks for coming on the cast, man. No, I, you totally I, killed it. Wait a minute. No, I mean you you crushed it. You guys sounded really tight. You look like you're having a lot of fun up there. <laughs> that's, I think that's it. Yeah. There he is, the dude, Wyatt Sinek. I love that guy. We really got into it, guys. I'm glad you were there along for the ride. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to catch up with me this week... I, as always, am DJing at Sexy Brunch at Black Market, 110 Avenue A, from noon to four. I'll be there playing your favorite uh, Todd Rundgren songs or some Foreigner, I don't know, ELO, like I mentioned before. I love it. You'll be eating brunch. I'll be making you move in your seat. Don't worry, no one's expected to dance. Just eat and drink and be merry. Uh, that night, December 8th, that's Saturday. We're doing a Lennon tribute. John Lennon, that is. <laughs> um, at, uh, at Glasslands Gallery in Brooklyn. So come over. I'm going to sing Mind Games. I'm going to sing Beautiful Boy. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to love it. Come down if you're around. I won't dwell on it. Also, go to the Kickstarter for Watermelon Tears, the musical I was talking about in the beginning of the show. Uh, we need your help to get the funding together. I'm not even... Part of the production, besides being the star, I'm not producing it. This isn't me asking you for money. This is me asking you to help something fantastic get made. So go to Kickstarter and search for Watermelon Tears. It'll give you all the information you need. Uh, until next week, um, I will. Uh, I will see you next week. I don't know what I'm saying. I am babbling right now. Next week, I have David Yao, fucking the legend. From Scratch Acid, Jesus Lizard, Quee, all the things he does. You know him. He's a maniac. He came in to talk on the show. Very psyched for you to hear it. Uh, until then, I'm signing out. This is Harmar Superstar. Nocturnal Emotions. Keep them coming. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead.